You're listening to Good Morning with Ashley, where we will journey through finding the good in life's transitions. Hey friends, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back for the final episode of season three of the Good Morning Podcast. Guys, it has been a pleasure, okay? A complete pleasure this season to have you guys listening and walking with me. Listen, I appreciate y'all. Y'all know how this goes. I love you. I thank you. I'm grateful. So I'm going to make sure that with this episode, I'm able to give you full content, of course, and uh, leave you with something to think about as well. So today uh, is Thursday, and um, we have a holiday coming up. Yep. Uh, what they call it? Valentine's Day. Yeah. That's happening on Monday. <laughs> And in honor of Valentine's Day, of course, this is supposed to be the holiday in which we celebrate love. And of course, you know, we um, celebrate love as well, more so relationally, um, as they like to, you know, make it about having somebody. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I want to talk about love today in a way where it kind of hits everybody. All right. Um, so I did a poll on Facebook. Well, not Facebook. I apologize. It was on Instagram in which I, I was thinking to myself, what is the most powerful uh, kind of love? And I know, you know, everybody is going to have different things rolling through their minds. Right. But I specifically um, asked about a couple of different um kinds of love that you feel is the most powerful being specific. Right. So. I said, what is more powerful? Self-love, family love, the love that you have for your friends, relational love, like love when you're dating somebody or you're married, um, the love of money, uh-huh, because y'all don't want to talk about that, the love of money, or the love um, of what you do, your craft or your business, right? And so um, unanimously, everybody says self-love. And I love that everybody says self-love because I would have to agree. Self-love is the best love, okay? Now, of course, on top of the love of God, which we all know is the most powerful love but and the most selfless love. But after that, I would say it is self-love. And um, I was having a discussion with one of my friends trying to really stretch out or uh, get some good content as it relates to self-love and what you know we discovered in this conversation is that self-love is the only kind of love that doesn't require another individual right self-love is solely on you it is something that you take full responsibility for Um, it is completely up to you you are going to love yourself how you see yourself So if you see yourself in a negative kind of way, if you say, oh, I don't like the way I look or I'm too skinny, I'm too fat, I'm too short, I'm too tall, you know, my head is shaped weird. I got a five head, not a four head. You know, when we start nitpicking ourselves physically and even emotionally just saying I'm always sad or I'm never happy. When is it ever going to be my turn? When we think about those things, we're also setting a negative connotation for ourselves. So how you see yourself is how you're going to love yourself. So you can kind of gauge where your self-love is based off of solely what you think of you, right? So let's flip it, right? Family love. 
this love is like it, it, it it's not even a developmental kind of love. It's almost like it's just automatic to me. I can't remember when I started loving my family members. I think it just happened, you know, <laughs> you know, before I knew what love is, I know that I love them for sure because of just the relationship, the time spent, the care, the involvement, you know, that kind of love with your family, that is love that is, um, you are conditioned almost to just love them. And so um, it speaks volumes because sometimes with friend, I would say family love is the first kind of love that we are introduced to um, from infancy, you know? So I know people who I've talked to in regards to this episode who have been adopted who struggle with the idea of love because they were given up for adoption. And while most people may say, oh, your mom must really love you because she couldn't take care of you. So she made sure that you were going to be taken care of. I found out that that is not how people who have been adopted may see love, right? So their um, original introduction to love, their introduction to love is tainted. So that's going to affect their self-love because it's going to turn into a why me party, you know, and not to, you know, demean it of like, you know, pity party or anything like that, but it's going to turn into, um, why did this happen to me? Why is this my story? How am I ever supposed to love myself? I don't even know where I came from kind of thing. Right. So you have that, then you have the love of friendship and I call friendship, love, chosen love, right? We choose our friends. We choose the people who we, um, spend our time with, who we call our best friends, the quality time. Shout out to my best friends, both of them, Brianca and Erica. Those are my best friends, right? I hope they're listening. Um, and I chose to love them. I chose them. They are my chosen, my friends. I call my friends my chosen family. They are my chosen family. I chose them. How did I start loving them the way that I did? Honestly, well, me, Brianca and I, we've been best friends since I was 16. And I think with Erica, um, more so in my adulthood, um, our friendship grew and we became best friends. And with both of them, I do remember just the love being so strong that it was like, you're not just my friend. You're not, you're not just a, a regular friend. And it's not to, of course, all of my friends that are listening. I love you. This is not to say that you all are not great because you are. But <laughs> with my best friends, those are my best friends. That's like if my friends walk away. I still know I got those two. So those are my chosen friends, my chosen. That's the chosen love that I choose to have for the two of them. I also look at relational love um, like that as well. Dating, um, marrying someone, things like that. Those are relationships that you choose as well. Um, there are a lot more specifics as it comes to dating and relationships and marriage and love. I think that the love in those relationships is almost like stair steps. Um, it's like, oh, okay, I, I love the way you look because that's what we fall in love with first, the appearance. Before we even know a person and we see them, we're attracted. That's when the the addiction almost of love for that person begins. It's based off of when we see them, right? So it's like seeing, okay, then it's conversation. Now, women, we are um, more intrigued by men intellectually while men are more intrigued by women um, visually, right? So visually, they already know, oh, this is it, this is what I want. We not there until we have a conversation. I need to know you can talk and, <laughs> you know, have a good conversation. So my love for 
uh, my significant other is going to be based upon different types of things. Like, how do you make me feel secure? Are you honest? Um, are you giving? Are you kind? Do you pay attention to me? Are you selfless? You know, do you communicate? Then that's when the love starts growing. So it's it it should not be conditional, um, but it really it, it begin it starts out to me. Relational love starts out as conditional. We are basing our love off of what is happening. Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do that? And then now, okay, I can love you without boundaries once I know that we're good all together, right? The love of what you do. This is also a chosen love. Um, however, the love of what you do is going to be based off of what you're good at. And sometimes um, we find ourselves falling in and out of love with what we do, depending on how well it is benefiting us. So this is extremely conditional. So like for me, for instance, because y'all know I, I come with the transparent, the realness, because again, we're talking about love. I loved having an apparel line. Absolutely, positively loved it, right? One day it got hard and I quit. I stopped. I fell out of love with it because it got difficult. So did I really love it or was it just beneficial? So again, this is another state of conditional kinds of love, right? Now, this is the one right here. And y'all love to mess this scripture up. The love of money, right? So people are like, you know, money is the root of all evil. No, it is not. <laughs> it is the love of money. That is the root of evil, okay? So the love of money. Now, I, I think, now, I ain't going to say, because I do like money. Now, I do. But I'm not willing to do just anything to get it. But there are people who are. And that love of money can be dangerous. This is when we see a lot of situations and people who rob and people who steal, people who um have very dangerous jobs. Y'all read between the lines, okay? <laughs> have dangerous jobs, um, put themselves on the line to make money. Um, it's not just because they need the money. It's because they love it. Okay. When you are willing to do just anything for money, um, it is not just a, a sense of desperation or a sense or a lack that you have. Um, a lot of times it is greed. And that love of money is extremely, extremely dangerous, right? So, of course, every time, um, you know, we, we do the podcast, I have a scripture. And one of my um, go-to scriptures that I always go to in regards to love is 1 Corinthians 13, um, verses 4 through 8. And I love the Message Bible version, okay? So I'm going to read this. And I want y'all to, you know, take, take time and read it when you get a chance. But it says, love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for itself. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have, Jesus. Love doesn't strut, doesn't have a swelled head, doesn't force itself on others, isn't always me first, doesn't fly off the handle, doesn't keep score of sins of others, doesn't revel when others grovel, takes pleasure in the flowering of truth, puts up with anything. Now, I got questions, Lord. I got questions, but okay. Trust God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, and but keeps going until the end, right? I love that 
because I do believe that that is love. But first, and this is why I say that self-love is the most important kind of love or the most powerful love. Until we are able to be at a point where we solely love ourselves, how are we going to be able to, one, give love and second, receive love if we don't first love ourselves? Now, with self-love, um, you know, it, it takes a lot of work to get there. I'm not going to lie. I know and remember exactly when I started loving myself the way I knew I was supposed to. And it was during the pandemic, really, for real. I was like 29. I wasn't even 30 yet. But it's like, who takes 29 years to love themselves? Me. It was me. I, I'm just not even going to lie. I had the lowest self-esteem. People would never know um, that I dealt with low self-esteem terribly. And um, because I just know how to, I, I, I know how to carry myself. You know, even when I do feel a certain way about me, I still know how to carry myself and appear to be confident. And I got tired of appearing to be confident. Um, and it was a great time to work on myself because we were in a pandemic. Where am I going? What am I about to do? Nothing. I'm about to be at home. So it was the perfect time for me to really hone in on me. And what I discovered is self-love for me. I cannot speak for all of you again. This is my situation. But for me was spiritually to first spiritually get myself together. Um, because if I started seeing myself the way that God could see me, then I knew I was going to be okay. So what did I do? I started doing more praying. I started doing more worshiping, um, more reading, um, more spiritual self-care, right? Um, just a lot of spiritual maintenance on myself because there was literally, and I want, I don't want it to make it seem like just because I have nothing to do, this is what I decided to do. But there was nothing to do, okay? <laughs> and this was just a great time for me to focus in on myself because I knew that my self-love was at an all-time low, okay? And so I started nourishing myself back spiritually first. And then I got into the mental and physical aspects, right? So, of course, I was going to therapy, but I really started um, releasing the whole, again, I, when I started going to therapy, it was grief therapy. But I started transitioning my conversation with my therapist to more be more reflective, reflective on myself and what I wanted to see in myself. Right. So she started giving me tools and different things to do to start with homework for me. So mentally started getting myself together. And then physically, I knew that I wanted to get my body together. Right. So what was I doing? I was eating um, healthier. And, and it's crazy because during the pandemic, everybody gained weight. I was losing weight, okay? Losing weight. I was the smallest I had ever been. I was under 200 pounds, and it's the smallest I've ever been. Don't ask me how much I weigh now. I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> but it was the smallest I had ever been, all of that, because I needed to take time to get myself together to love myself, and I knew that I didn't love myself physically all the way. I wasn't all the way pleased with how my way of thinking at the time, again, because um pandemic happened like March of 2020 I had just had a loss previously so like my mind was just everywhere and spiritually I was just drowning I didn't have it in me I was faking it like crazy um, but I I was able to really get myself together during that time so if you are struggling with self-love because again this is the most powerful kind that we're acknowledging today 
you need to take some time to nourish yourself. And again, my advice, start spiritually. Now, me, I don't believe in alternatives. I'm not saying that, you know, you know, hey, I don't believe in it, okay? <laughs> I believe there's one, one true and living God, okay? Um, and I believe the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, you know, but I believe in Jesus. And I believe that in my relationship with Christ, in my relationship with God, that it was going to help me get myself on track. So I started spiritually first, mentally, and then physically. So if you are struggling in the area of self-love, do that. Start spiritually. Get yourself together. Whatever that means for you. Mentally, that means the shedding of people, the shedding of things, seeking out help, talking, counseling, journaling, whatever that means. It looks different for you, possibly. Do that. Then physically, if you know you ain't got yourself together like you want to, you want your tempo to be good, you know, you're feeling sluggish, you're not getting enough rest, all of that, start there as well. There's so many ways to really develop the self-love, but I don't want you all to think that during this season of love, this Valentine's Day season, that if you are not dating, um, if you're not in a relationship, if you're not married, that your or that your love cannot be celebrated. Celebrate yourself. Love on you. You don't have to have people and things and you know all of that stuff to feel loved. Okay, you don't have to. You your your love. I, I don't have a plan for 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 Valentine's Day. I'm not really worried about that. But for example, you know, if I wanted to take myself out, I'll do that. Because you don't have to depend on another person to make you feel loved. This is why self-love is so important. And how good, again, how how well is somebody else's love going to be for you if you don't love yourself? Because you'll question it the whole way through, right? So guys, listen, there are different kinds of love. And I'm getting ready to wrap up. But there are different kinds um, of love. And I didn't know this, but this is what happens when you uh, research. <laughs> and I'm probably going to say these words wrong because I ain't Greek, but these are words that are in the Greek. Um, but you have agape, which, of course, that's the unconditional love, but it is empathetic and it's a universal love. It's just it's just the lo- love that is selfless, right? You have pragma, which is committed, compassionate love. You have storage, which is unconditional or family love. This is what we were talking about. Um, Filia, which is um, intimate or authentic friendship. So that's the kind of love that you have in friendships. You have eros, which is romantic or passionate love is what you have, of course, with your um, spouse or the person that you're dating. And I don't want to say this wrong, but I know I'm going to. Um, I think it says... uh, Feludua, but that's self-love. So get get some of that too, you know? But these are the different kinds of love. And and of course, um, the naive me. Um, just I mean, I just thought it was just one one kind of way, but apparently there isn't. And and I understand the breakdown. So I wanted to share that with you guys too. But listen, as this is a season of love, I want you guys to work on loving yourselves first. And then work on loving other people and receiving love and giving love. Again, we want to make sure that you are in the best place to be able to give and receive. 
And before you are able to do that for anybody else, you have to do it for you. Now, don't let your self-love, now this, let me hear me. Don't let your self-love turn into idolization. Don't idolize yourself. Don't worship yourself. I'm the greatest. I'm wonderful. I'm this. And I do believe in affirming. But when your love for yourself becomes the only kind of love that you have, that is when it is um, mania or obsessive or idolatry. And we don't want that either. So make sure that there is a healthy balance and you showing self-love as well as love to others. So with all of that being said, I just want y'all to know that I love y'all so much. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. I, I don't know what I would do. My brother, Kevin Stewart said, the Good Morning Podcast listeners need a name. And he said, y'all names are the Good Mourners. <laughs> he said, the podcast listeners are the Good Mourners. Um, but I'm going to find y'all a better name. But for right now, y'all are the Good Mourners. And I love y'all. And I appreciate um, how you all have helped guide me and loved me through this process with season three so much um so many testimonies so much feedback so much love so much appreciation sharing all of that my numbers this season have been phenomenal and I just appreciate you guys so 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 much I'm already missing y'all I'm going to take my break but I already miss y'all already miss developing content and things for you guys who knows I'll be maybe I'll be back sooner than later but until then guys I want you to continue to find the good in life's transitions. Love y'all.